Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. Welcome to RealMentorsRadio.com. It's Troy Dooley, your host. It has been a wonderful weekend. The heaviest part of spring break has made it past us. Now we have just remnants of some of the local schools and some of the smaller universities coming down. Uh, But, you know, it's always fun to see the next generation of leadership that's here. And although they do wild and crazy things, they can't drive or squat, uh, just seeing their passion and excitement lets you realize America is still the greatest nation in the world. At least that's the way I see it. Hey, it's going to be a phenomenal week. We are on the air today and tomorrow. Then I hit the road to go to Orlando to be speaking and, and really interviewing and having a blast with the wonderful Longevity FDI Nation. I mean, these guys have been kicking butt and taking names this year. Uh, the mergers that they have put into their MLM cloud has been amazing. Uh, what they're doing, I, I tell you what, this is unique. But what they're doing with their pharmacy card has just exploded the growth of average, everyday people who have joined this direct selling company. I'm proud of what they're doing. I'm glad to be able to speak with them. Uh, But because we will be on the road and the event is so crammed packed, I just got the agenda. Uh, I will not be on the air Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday uh, although you can pick up our our other show, Beachside CEO, by tuning in to the Home Business Radio Network. That's at homebusinessradionetwork.com. You can listen to Beachside CEO and 40 other wonderful trainers, coaches, and leaders that are on that network, along with some wonderful pop music. Uh, we play all the hits. Uh, This is a true radio network, so you get to hear the news and all that other good stuff over there. We're in Darren Falter's book, How to Select a Network Marketing Company, Six Keys to Scrutinizing, Comparing, and Selecting a Million-Dollar Home-Based Business. Uh, Man, I tell you what, it's some powerful stuff. The third key, timing, when to join a company. Ecclesiastes 3.1 is written by King Solomon, and one of the verses in there says, To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven. Bob Dylan in the 60s made that verse, actually that whole chapter, very uh, powerful and popular in his song that he wrote during the Vietnam War. But it's a true statement. There is a season and a time for every purpose. How you choose the right time to join a company, as we're going to get into with Darren, is is truly an art and a science. Some people have a high risk tolerance. So joining a company when they're digging the foundation is fantastic for you. At other times, you're waiting until the ground floor opportunity arrives. For others, you want to make sure that the the third or fourth floor is on, and you're, you know that it isn't going anywhere. For others, you want to see if it can weather its first hurricane. No matter where you're at, no matter where your risk tolerance is, there's a company there for you. And if you use Darren's six keys, you can find a company at every stage that will fit your risk tolerance, fit what you're looking for, etc., etc., It's funny because he goes on, he says, It's clear that the prophets of the Old Testament understood the power of proper timing, as did the Greeks, 
In ancient Greece, time was differentiated in terms of chronosis and kairosis. Chrono, I'm probably saying this all wrong anyway. My dad's probably just having a conniption because I'm not getting the Greek right, and he studied Greek. The chronos is related to the progression of time, while kairos is referred to the opportunity or opportune moment or correct time for something to happen. In this chapter, we're going to look at discovering the chronos in each MLM so you can learn how to identify the kairoses and join a company at the right moment in time to maximize your distributorship opportunity. Now, this is, this is important because there is a time for everything. And Darren uses a, a, a word picture in here about him trying to, to boogie board out there in Hawaii and do his thing. And I, I grew up here the last, well, I say grew up, in the last 10 years. My kids have all grown up here. But the last decade, we've been down here on the, on the beaches. I have watched how surfers have to ride the waves. I watch as they go out against the currents, breaking through the waves to get on the other side to be able to look for that perfect wave that they can get on top of. And I want to use this for a second as you're looking for a direct selling company. You're going to be going against the current. You're going to be going against the waves in the beginning. No matter what stage of game that it is. Because the only way to get on top of the wave is to break through it from the underside, get on the backside of it, and then pick up enough steam to catch it and ride it all the way into the beach. Now, here's the kicker. There's some of you that don't want to get off the doggone beach. You want that wave to come to you. And there is a place in direct selling, network marketing, MLM for you in that case. And usually the company is going to be well mature. It's going to be an Amway. It's going to be a Mary Kay. It's going to be an Herbalife to where you know it's just a nice, small lapping at the shoreline. You're not going to have a lot of controversy, not a lot of bickering, not a lot of hoopla, not a lot of hype and spin. And there's, there's, I mean, there's just, there's just some people that are that way. You've got to look at that. You've got to realize what you're looking for. Dig deep for it. Now, here's, here's something that Darren writes. I thought this was great. He said, as we enter into the 21st century, financial experts are realizing trends have changed. Real estate is cycling again. The stock market is unpredictable, and big companies are downsizing. Network marketing is being called the real estate of the 21st century by many top entrepreneurs who have made money in both industries. In fact, two of Darren's business partners have made tens of millions of dollars in real estate, and they've walked away from that and now become full-time business owners in network marketing. This is a, an opportunity. Matter of fact, I'm watching large Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies looking to enter into the network marketing arena. They're buying up existing companies so that they don't have to go through the startup of, of trial and error because they understand the best and fastest way to move your product to the market is through utilizing home-based entrepreneurs. Now, some people, critics that may listen into our show, say, Troy, you're so full of crap. Nobody makes any money in network marketing. Network marketing doesn't have anything to do with anything. I want, I'm going to use two trends. 
that we now see in everyday uh, consumable products. The first is what's called the Astea berry, I think is how you say it. Monavi made this, this berry just famously a word of mouth. And now people are actually in, in Procter & Gamble, Johnson & Johnson, Kraft, all these companies are now adding that product to their food mix. They're adding that product to their shampoos, to skincare. Another company that set the, the trend that we see today for mangosteen is Zango. Zango brought out the first puree mangosteen juice. Now we're seeing mangosteen put in all kinds of hair care products. We're seeing it put in skin care products. We're seeing it used as a salve. So to say that direct marketing, network marketing, has no place, first of all, is, is purely an ignorant statement by an uneducated individual. And second of all, if you study deep enough, you find that it's a network marketing company that has set some of the best records out there in different niches, one of them being auto flu, uh, fluids. If you look at Amsoil, Amsoil, they hold the first in synthetic oils and a bunch of other stuff that they've done. So it's amazing to see. And if you really look at it and you study this and you take Darren's advice, the sky literally is the limit on what you can do working from home, enjoying your family, enjoying your single life if you want to. I'll tell you, here's what network marketing is great at. If you're an introverted person that would rather be sitting on the side of a mountain enjoying life, as long as you've got a satellite dish or, or Internet connection, you can run your network marketing business and enjoy the life that you want. You can go fishing for salmon every day, still have time to run your business if you get the right company. That's the key. Darren writes something in here I think is great. He says in an article by Richard Poe, who interviewed Charles King, a Harvard Business School uh, uh, graduate with a Ph.D., a professor in business and marketing at the University of Chicago. Dr. King diagrammed the growth stages of a successful marketing company, and according to Dr. King, a company goes through several major growth phases as it matures into a long-term stable company. Now, I'm bringing this up because this is what you've got to listen to to decide when should I join a company. The first growth stage is known as the foundation stage. This is the startup phase when companies are most vulnerable and over 90% will go out of business within 12 to 24 months. Now, understand something. All businesses, not just direct selling companies, usually go out of business. And you may say, well, check, Troy, I might as well just stay with my company. Well, sure, because you still got a 90% factor rate that they may go out of business. It just sucks. But here's what I've learned. Just because a business fails doesn't mean that the owner fails. And usually they will land on their feet, and they will go two or three more times before they hit it, and then they just blow through like crazy. That's what you've got to do. If you find the right leadership in the right company utilizing Darren's keys, then even if that company, for whatever reason, doesn't make it, I bet you the owner continues to crank it out. I know a lot of former company owners that are now top distributors in companies. They said, screw owning the company. Let's go sell it, merge it, do something else, get back in the field where we're enjoying life. Man, that's what it's about. The second phase of growth is referred to as the constant, uh, uh, concentrations or consideration stage. And it's during the consideration stage, it's getting all its ducks in order. 
Okay, it's it's getting all the bugs worked out. Let, let me explain something. Maybe we can use the World Trade Centers as an example here. Over the last decade, they've been rebuilding, and they started out with a gigantic hole in the ground, and they put tons of steel down into bedrock, and they kept putting it in, and they kept solidifying it. And then all of a sudden, they were at ground level. All of a sudden, you actually saw a building coming up. See, the startup phase, the foundation stage, most people can't handle that because you're not going to see a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot of banging going around. The blueprints are going to have to be changed. Kivana, when it launched, just launched as newcode.com. I gave them such a hard time because they didn't have anything. I mean, they were digging, trying to get it all together, making it work right. That's going to happen sometimes. There's other companies like Zeke Rewards, which is a very controversial Internet-based company. They started, and they weren't too worried about compliance or anything, but then all of a sudden when they started to hit some critical mass, they had to call in the big guns, and it was like a whole new foundation stage because they had to rip away the floor. They had to dig down and put more pillars in. They had to stabilize. You have to be able to look at the criteria. I can't, I can't cover it all in a radio show. You've got to go buy Darren's book, networkmarketingbook.com. Just go to networkmarketingbook.com. Tell Darren you heard it on the radio show, you saw it on the blog, and you decided you had to buy it because you, you want your life in network marketing to last. But see, you've got to dig deep. Burke Hedges, who's become a good friend of mine, he's brand new. I mean, I'm brand new in a friendship with him, but he's good long-term friends with Darren. He wrote, Who Stole the American Dream? And he says, you could call the foundation stage the pioneering years. The business is just getting started, and the general public doesn't understand what you're doing because it's new and unproven. Now, that is an absolute statement. See, you may not be able to handle that. In 1982, when I joined A.L. Williams, now Primerica, it was one of the most controversial moves that I had made. And I'm always making controversial moves. You know, when I was in high school, I looked for guys bigger than I was if I was going to get into a fight. It made more sense to kick somebody's butt bigger than me than somebody that was littler than me. I'd rather, ha- I'd rather have the, the story too big than too small. So here I am joining this ragtag army, and the whole reason I am is because my, my, my father-in-law at the time said, that's a scam. Now, he's an expert on scams, trust me. Uh, he was indicted for gold coins that ended up being missing at the Truman Library. So I, I understand that he, he, he looked at this through some really critical and, and, and objective eyes. But, man, I joined. And it was rough. Man, we had the insurance industry after us, and I mean story after story, hitting the newspaper. People were wondering if we were going to go out of business. You want to know what Art Williams did? He, he, he hired just a whole room full of people. And he said, now I want you guys every day to, to, to go buy the newspapers. I want you to go and, and find out everything you can about where an article might be written in what newspaper and go, go get it. Buy the magazine. Do whatever you've got to do. I want them all. Back then we didn't have the Internet. So they're using ticker tape. They're using any, anything they could find where there, there was reference to A.L. Williams. And they compiled them in two volumes. And for every critical article that was written, for every critical news piece that was written, we showed the actual positive results. Do you realize out of almost a decade of being lamb-blasted and shot at, only one time did we actually 
lose a case, and it was in Kansas because of a marketing piece. It had nothing to do with the actual business model. But see, Art didn't believe in him hauling around. But you know what? There's a lot of people just couldn't handle that that fire that was there. They left. They wanted out. They didn't want anything to do with it. And the reason I'm telling you this is because this is what will happen when you go to a ground floor opportunity. Matter of fact, most of the time when you hear ground floor opportunity, that's a blow, just blow that off. That's an overused, misunderstood, misapplied term. A ground floor opportunity means that all of the foundation has been laid. Remember what I said about the World Trade Centers. All of the all of the iron has been put in. All of the concrete has been solidified. Okay, you could you can put a Mack truck across the floor. It's solid foundation. That's a ground floor opportunity. You realize some companies are 20 years old before the ground floor is put in place. Listen to what I'm saying. Just the World Trade Centers took over a decade to get to ground level. Business is the same. Now, Darren writes this, and this is good. He said, if and when a company surpasses 10 to 20 million in annual sales, and sales seem to be escalating towards the company, escalating upwards, the company often experiences a phenomenon known as critical mass, or geometric progression is the math term. But some companies will set at 20, 25 million forever. And I want to share something because I think this helps. Get out and pen and paper. Here are the major, the major companies. I'm going to look at the top top 100 companies. The new list is going to be out in July. But here's the momentum cycle of a company like Amway, Mary Kay, um, Tupperware, Primerica Financial Services. Here's what you get: the pioneering phase is where sales are from zero to five million a year. During that phase of business, 90% will go out of business. They won't make it. They'll have to merge with somebody else. The concentration stage is 5 to $10 million. This is the proving ground. This is where you've got to scrutinize the company good. They're making some good cash, but they're not yet at that ground floor. Pre-momentum, 10 to 20 million. Still risky, high opportunity, we're at the ground floor. The foundation is in. Listen, think of real estate. How many times have you been somewhere and you've seen the shell of a building? Asphalt's in, ground floor's in, everything's there. Some of the walls are up, but nobody's in it. Something went wrong. Pre-momentum, 10 to 20 million. Momentum. 20 to 100 million. Great time to join. Great time to build. Vima just hit their 100 million mark. They're seven years old. They are going through the roof right now. Growing like a freaking weed. Okay? That's what you're looking at. The fifth stage, 100 to 500 million. That's the advanced momentum stage. You can take massive action. You find a company doing 100 to 500 million, and I'm telling you what, you could build something and build it good. Stability stage, five hundred million to two billion. Still great opportunity. Probably everybody doesn't know who they are. I watched this with Herbalife. Herbalife started kicking butt in eighty two, eighty three. They went through some uh, congressional hearings. They had an issue. 
Uh, they backed off in America, went international, came back in in the late, um, I guess it would have been 1992, 93. They started seeing momentum again. Now they're they're a couple three billion dollar business. They're still growing like crazy. People are having a heyday. Part of the reason they're growing like crazy right now is because weight loss has once again hit the trend and come back around, and and that's their main flagship product, Formula One, I think it's called. The seventh phase is maturity phase, two billion dollars plus in business. You're not going to be growing your network marketing company at that time. Sales are going to be so huge. Your money is going to be so big that you're just going to maintain it. You may even look for another business just because you need that challenge again. Now, what about the littler companies? What about companies that haven't hit a million, or I mean $100 million? They're not one of the top 100 internationally. Here's kind of where they are at. Here's what they go through. They have the pioneering stage, which is just like the big companies, zero to two million. They have the the uh, concentration stage. I'm saying that wrong. I know I am. That's two to five million. They have pre-momentum where they hit that five to ten million. That's where people start to really look at them and say, okay, this could be a player. They hit the momentum phase, and people start to join them. Changes International had this happen at the end of 99-2000. Blowing and going, things are looking great. I guess it was it was before that one. It was about 95-96, I guess, when they really started hitting their momentum phase. Huge. They hit advanced momentum, 20 to 50 million. Then they got bought up by GNC. They never came out of that, that take massive action. Today there is no changes international, no network marketing stage. The fifth stage is advanced momentum at 50 million or plus, but they can't break through the $100 million mark. Now I've seen some companies. There's a, there's a young company out of central Florida, Limu who's just now starting to hit that pre-momentum stage. They're about seven years old. They're doing they're doing about two million a month, three million a month now. They're really starting to kick it up, really starting to, to head towards that that twenty to fifty million. Hit that advanced momentum. And then there's the little league companies. Companies that get a, a hefty start. Everybody it, it it's like Ooh, look at these guys. They're going cranking it up. Man, they're doing 10, 20 million a year and they're less than 2 years old and then they just fizzle. Disappear. I've seen that happen over and over and over. See, I I look at companies like Darren Do. When that company hits that 100 million dollar mark, we know that they're probably going to be pretty solid, pretty steady. There's still an opportunity at that time that a big major corporation could come buy them up. Take them to the next level. But what we do look at at those times is the fact that they've got good leadership. They may not have great leadership, but they got good leadership. And here's what I mean by that. What got a company to $100 million more than likely won't take them to $200 million unless the leader is constantly surrounding himself with people that are smarter than they are. Because by the time you get to $200 million, you've got to have a full operational staff. You've got to have a compliance team that understands the laws. You should probably have your own internal legal counsel, not be using an outside counsel. Manufacturing, distribution, all this kind of stuff. It takes a little bit of effort. It takes a little bit of time. But it's exciting and it's fun. Here's some things, though, that I want you to think about. 
because I don't, I don't want you to be fooled by any of these. Darren writes these down, and he does such a proficient job at this. He's a great oracle, and he's a wonderful writer. Listen to this. Statement, we're just entering our momentum phase, the truth. Every company claims to be entering the momentum phase, no matter if they're brand new or 40 years old. So they're either lying about their momentum, stretching the truth, or they don't really know what momentum phase is. It's that plain and simple. Don't listen to all the propaganda that comes from the companies. My greatest friends don't ever tell me anything negative about their companies, nothing about their weaknesses. They're just excited about it. Now, when I get closer to the ownership and I learn from the ownership, man, they share all the time about their weaknesses because that's what they're trying to shore up. They know what their strengths are. They don't have a problem with them. They're looking at their weaknesses saying, how can we fix this hole? How can we become stronger? Second statement, our company is ground floor. Truth. This statement is overused and so often misused that it no longer has any meaning. Just keep in mind that most companies that claim to be the ground floor will leave you dead in the basement. Absolutely true. Statement number three, our company is in pre-launch, which is even better than ground floor. (laughs) Oh, I've seen this one over and over. The truth, sometimes a company will do what is called a pre-launch and start signing on distributors and sending out product. One purpose for this is to test the company's system with real-time activity. That's a great idea. But a pre-launch, I'm going to tell you this, is not necessarily the best time. I know a company that was in pre-launch for a year and a half never opened its doors. You, you can't do that. You've got to look and analyze. Let's review what we've learned. The key to it, just enormous profits in network marketing is not the location, but timing, timing, timing. Although timing could not be better for network marketing as an industry, every network marketing company in existence has its own timeline and its own wave. Don't get excited and in the hype. Take your time. Number two, most companies to be a ground floor, and they'll leave you dead in the basement. Really study what ground floor is. Number three, if and when a company reaches 20 to 100 million in annual sales, the company usually experiences a phenomenon called critical mass or, in math terms, geometric progression. Critical mass marks the beginning of the company's momentum growth phase. Number four, the last stage of a company's growth is the stability or maturity phase. This is a great time to have a large downline but a more challenging time to build one. Number five, nearly all company spokesperson claims their companies is entering the momentum phase whether they're brand new or 40 years old. Number six, there are many reasons why a company will do a pre-launch and they are all bad. This is the worst time to join a company, and that's an absolute strength. If you're going to join, here's here's the analogy. If you only invest in high-yield junk bonds, and and I've made a lot of money doing that, if that's what you are actually investing in, or you invest in commodities, a pre-launch is probably going to fit your temperament. It's going to be really good. But if all you you invest in are mature growth mutual funds, that is going to suck. It is not going to be the right time for you to join, period. Number eight. 
some modern companies with experienced management, solid financing, and an underlying focus on branding have actually have literally skipped the startup phase and gone straight into momentum. These companies are rare but worth investigating, and they have. There's a few of them out there that have known what they were doing, run by great, great former businessmen and distributors, and they took it to a new level. It's going to be fun. Tomorrow, key number four, compensation, how to scrutinize the pay plan. It is going to be a blast. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Whoops, that ain't what I want to say. You are network marketing, so act like it. See, every network. Hey, guys, this is Troy Dooley, the host of Real Mentors Radio. I'll see you tomorrow morning right here. Bye now.